Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With me, Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And me, Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And yes, I have a cold. I'm sorry for my voice. I feel so bad for you because you just you don't have just a cold. No, I don't. You have a cold, a full body rash. Yep. And And a bad back. I threw my back out. (laughs) So Remy's not in good shape. Um, I don't know if she went a little too hard for New Year's or... No, I was around too many cats. I like went out to my mom's house and I slept with her cat who was taken up the bed and obviously I accommodated him. So I slept in like a weird, funky, like uh, L shape that I don't normally do with my back. Okay. Is this a Bengal cat? Like how how could the cat take up that He's a sweet orange boy. He's gotten into his food more than he should. Okay. And he's, he's very cute right now, but he's taking up a lot of space. And uh, yeah, that's how that happened. The full body rash, we're not sure. It could be stress. It could be uh, Ben's, another cat related thing. Ben's roommate got a kitten. The kitten has a parasite. I ate Cool Ranch Doritos. The kitten licked me on the mouth. Maybe it's from the parasite. (laughs) I feel like most of your life's problems can be boiled down to you wanted to be near a cat. Yeah. Or or a a cat cat wanted wanted to be be near near you. (laughs) I feel like that's accurate. Yeah. Well, go see your dad. Your dad's a dermatologist. No, I've been texting him. And uh, I mean, like, I have a lot of theories as well. I do I do get rashes from stress. And I've been away from the cat now. Anyway, you're Emily. We haven't even introduced you yet. <sighs> Guys, I'm Emily. And <laughs> today we're answering a Dear DST. I'm super psyched for this one because it's just, it's so layered. And we're going to get into it. 
Um, but first, I have a quick personal update. So yeah. we're recording this on January 2nd. So we're already headed into the new year, baby. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're all feeling a little disoriented. I mean, and my body week, is broken. <laughs> yeah, Remy's literally not okay. Um, but <laughs> I didn't feel okay last week. I That week between yeah. Christmas and New Year's, I feel like we all get a little funky. We feel in a funk. It feels like you're in like zero gravity or something like that. Like it's very like you're not like tethered to earth anymore and like time is gone and like. Yeah, time is a mere suggestion. Yeah. It was very Twilight zone and I, I was honestly getting a little depressed. I was feeling a little depressed. Oh, I think man. I have a little bit of the the SAD, the SAD. Uh-huh. Seasonal um, Affective Disorder. Yeah, I, so I think I. So cutely named for people who have it. It it's a very cute acronym. Yeah, the sads. Um, and I feel like I do get the sads. I mean, I was at the point where I almost just wanted to stay inside for New Year's. I didn't really want to do anything. Yeah, I was feeling really funky, which is okay. It would be okay. It sucks to feel funky, but it would be nice if you did it on your own accord and not because your brain was like, I don't have the capacity for anything else. Yeah, I ended up deciding to go to a house with some of my very close friends from high school. Mm -hmm. And it was very low key, which is what I want for New Year's. I have no interest in being in a club on New Year's Eve, just zero interest. But this house that we went to had no mirrors, which I I can't remember the last time I woke up and didn't immediately look in the mirror. Yeah, I also didn't bring any hair products or any makeup products and I was there for three days. And uh-huh. honestly, now I'm healed. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> that, that's all it took. That is all it took. And it made me kind of reevaluate because we were talking about New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. I feel like I either need to look in the mirror less this year or just like devote less time to my physical appearance, which I it's maybe a weird resolution, but I feel like the less time I spend worrying about that stuff, the better I feel inside. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So interestingly, the house that I'm currently in has a ton of mirrors and I'm like, do I have a stress rash because I keep looking at my body? It can't help. I also, we were just like congratulating a listener for not stepping on the scale and there's a scale in the room that I'm staying in right now. Mm. Guess who got on it? Did Remy Casimir get on it? Little idiot got on the scale, got a stress rest the next day. You know, like, well, you know what? I'm not thrilled that you got on it, but for science, can I ask you, how did you feel before and then how did you feel after? You mean physically or mentally? Uh, mentally. Okay, mentally, I was... It's weird. Like, even though we do so much unpacking, I go between this, like, I need to, like, get more fit, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not fully the way that I would like it to be where it's just like strong and your, your back doesn't break from sleeping with a cat. Like, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I think before going on it, I was like, well, let's see what this is. Like it's, it can't be good because I've been really giving in to everything that I wanted to eat. Like, Right. It's the holidays. You're full of cheese. I'm full of cheese. I'm full of sour straws. I'm full of 
Kinder Bueno. Mm, I love those. Which is fine. It's fine. But I have been doing a lot of body checking because this house is full of mirrors. And yeah, I was like, oh, it can't be good. And then I got on the scale. And much like the listener last week, I was exactly the same as I was this time last year. And then I felt a little better because I was like, okay, it's my brain that's broken. It's not, there's nothing wrong with me. Even if I was heavier, there would be nothing wrong with me. But like, that just really, I think it quieted. I guess it didn't quiet enough. I, I'm fucking rash central, but. Yeah, no, but I don't find It could that- be the parasite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the word parasite is scary, but I maybe you do have that, but hopefully, hopefully not. The kitten is plotting to kill us all, and he's from <laughs> Korea. It's that version of parasite. <laughs> Great movie. It's so good. Great movie. But the kitten's just so damn cute. Like, even if it does have a parasite, what are you going to do, not cuddle with it? He's so cute. His name, you guys, is it was Nick when we found him at the shelter. And when we first saw him, he was in a cage. So I was like, okay, this name is fucking obvious. And it was the day after Christmas. So I was like, St. Nicholas Cage. Oh, my God. Stop. So that's the name. Yeah, St. Nicholas Cage. Nick for love short. It. I also, I love the name Nick for a cat Insane. or a dog. Insane. Like, I, I love when people have names for their pets that they could be talking about their pet or they could be talking about their boyfriend. And you really don't know. Yeah, my cat, if you guys don't know, her name is Grace. And like when I used to tell people like, oh, Grace like shat all over the house or whatever, they'd be like, your roommate sounds crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also kind of a grandma name too. Totally. Which I love. But yeah, I mean, no mirrors. No mirrors is the way to go, especially when you're having bad body image days. Yeah. And feeling depressed because it just like, it it just takes you out of that like feeling of constantly being perceived because you're not constantly perceiving yourself and you're with your good friends and you're not doing your makeup which i feel like makeup it can be really great if it improves your mood but is there nothing worse than doing your makeup a when you already feel kind of shitty and then b doing it badly and you look even worse than you did before and you're just like i'm a lost cause i hate myself you're speaking to my soul remy i hate doing my makeup i really try to avoid it and whenever i do it i well I, I oscillate like I go back and forth between because and I, I, I'm trying to figure out why I am this way. Like I said, I was with my very best oldest friends. They don't give a fuck how good I look. They yeah. don't care at all. But I do. Even if I'm just around friends or family, I do usually feel the need to look my best, whatever that means. And I feel like sometimes that hinders me because I'm human and I don't always feel my best. And you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's Mm. still a pig. You know what I mean? It's a chic ass pig. And when I say pig, I don't mean that I I think I'm fat. I just mean like when you feel gross and then you put on makeup and you're like this, somehow I feel grosser. And I I was trying to figure out why I am this way because I'm trying to deprogram myself. And I think it's because when I was growing up, my mom would never leave the house without her hair and makeup done and like a good outfit. Yeah. And even when we were at the airport, like she would judge people for the way they were dressed. And I'm like, well, that's the one place where your outfit doesn't count. Where you're supposed to look like shit. Right. But like, you know, it was always when we would go on a trip, jeans to the airport, you know, comb your hair. My mom is that way too. And she like, she'll do this thing where she'll be like, you guys are walking too fast. I'm like, maybe don't wear heels today. Oh, does she wear heels every day? 
not every day, but like on days where it's like, oh, we're going for a walk. Maybe take the platforms off, Robin. That, oh my God. I mean, on a certain level, I envy that because that to me is superhuman because I can't even walk 10 feet in heels, but also can't be great for your feet. I used to use heels. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a very fast walker. Anybody who's friends with me knows this. Like, if you can't keep up, I will just walk a block in front of you. City gal. I can't help it. And I think it's like ADHD too. I'm like, I'm bored. I don't want to be on this block anymore. But when I used to be a real estate agent, I would use heel height as a way to keep on the same pace as my clients for the day. Because like you take people out for like a full day. And so if I had a person that was like a lot slower than me, like the heel height would go up like a few inches so that like I would be naturally slowed down to their pace. That's hilarious. Just a little, uh, little slow me down. Yeah. You know, I don't remember my mom wearing heels that often. It wasn't like that, but she definitely like always need needed to and still does this, like still needs to look presentable. You know, she couldn't go out unless she had curled her hair. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, mom, take the curlers out of your hair. We're going to D'Agostino's. You know what I mean? Did she? Okay. Cause you said the word presentable, but that's presentable in her mind. Like mm-hmm. when she just like wakes up, are you like, you could go out like this? This is what infuriates me the most yeah. out of anything is that she doesn't need it. Yeah. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. She doesn't need the makeup. She doesn't need the hair. But I think in her mind, she she does. And I remember uh, when Mad Men was on the air, we were watching it. And first of all, she loves that she's the same age as Sally Draper, which is Kiernan Shipka's character. What? And she would, she would always say, like, we'd be watching Mad Men. Oh, like they were born in the same year? Yeah, they were born the same year. So like she is Sally okay. Draper. And she said it reminds okay. her of her childhood, which is like, if that show reminds you of your childhood, <laughs> there's something else deeper going on. You know, she would always say things like, oh, I love this show. I love the way people dressed back then. I mm-hmm. wish we could go back to those times where everyone dressed up every day and they wore heels and and pearls to the bank. Never mind that women couldn't have their own accounts. Yeah. You know, go to the bank to do what? Look good. Right. Exactly. Like <laughs> flirt with the teller. Yeah. But yeah, and that would always kind of bother me because I'm like, no, it's so much better now. We have so much freedom. But but then on the other hand, I think I internalized a lot of that. And I, I feel like if I'm leaving the house, I need to look good. And I don't want to feel like that anymore because then the second I get home, all I want to do is take my face off. That's yeah. all I want to do. I hate the feeling of all that shit in my pores. I hate it. So like, why am I doing it? Why am I spending money? And and this is another thing I hate about the beauty industry is like, I am being convinced every day that I need new makeup products, that this is going to be the thing mm-hmm. that changes everything, right? But I hate doing it. I'm spending money on something that I hate. Yeah. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. 
Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. 
All of this is very, very relatable. And I, I just also can't believe you said the word face off because I watched face off last night featuring Wait, what is that? Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. You haven't seen face off? No. Emily and everyone. This is the most insane. Like, okay, so Charlotte's fiance was like, you need to see this movie. And at the end of it, she's like, I don't understand why you said I need to see it, but I also do because that was fucking crazy. It is John Woo, like action film from the 90s. Nick Cage is like a, a terrorist and John Travolta is like a CIA operative. They are like each other's nemeses. Way in the beginning, this is not a spoiler, Nick Cage kills John Travolta's son. And I think that's like one of the main reasons he keeps going after him. The kid died on my birthday. And just like your mom was so obsessed with the daughter having her birthday or like being the same age as her, I kept being like, oh, they're going to visit his grave. That You know what that means? It's my birthday. Wait, so do you <laughs> see on the grave September, September 9th? 9th? Yeah. <laughs> Spooky. No, I thought it was cool. Also, because we talk about like plastic surgery a lot on this podcast, Face Off, it is the most insane sci-fi plastic surgery bullshit amazing you've ever seen in your life like you're just gonna lose your shit is plastic surgery part, part of it of the story yes. or is it just because john travolta has had plastic surgery no no it's part of it's like very much part of the story it's crazy okay I want to talk about it when you've seen it. Yeah, let me just, I, I'm just going to make a, a little note real quick. You guys, I want you to watch it too. So, or we could, you know, do a spoiler alert for the next time we speak about this. But, well, how old is this movie? Because I feel like spoiler alerts, they expire at a certain point. No. <laughs> no? Okay. I feel like if a movie's like 10 years old, we don't need to issue a spoiler alert. I mean, my sister's been mad at me that I spoiled. Dumbledore dying for like 15 years. So I think I'm just still very sensitive to spoiler alerts. It was it came out in 1997. But still, like I want oh I want people God, to enjoy <laughs> I want people to enjoy the movie and not be like spoiled. Okay, fair. Well, I I just wrote it down, so we'll we'll circle back. Please watch it with Andy. I will. Enjoy. Oh my God. I will. It's crazy. Speaking of moms and not feeling your best and bad body image days and, and whatnot, yeah. I think that's the perfect segue into this Dear DST. It really is. Can you give it a read? Yes. I've just spent uh, 90 minutes talking about face off and my voice hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This gorgeous and flawless listener says, hi, ladies. Absolutely love everything that you do and talk about on the show. So a little bit of background about myself. I'm 24 and have had a tumultuous relationship with food in the past. I was probably at my lowest weight at around 19. It was at the start of university. New city, new country, new everything, and in a long-distance relationship, and just mentally in a terrible place. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awful. However, I would say my relationship with food has been a struggle for as long as I can remember. My mom worked in fashion in the 80s in Milan Ooh. and has always put significant stress on the way that I and my sister looked. For example, when I was 10, she made a comment about me already having cellulite and her not ever having any before having kids. Jesus. I did mention to her recently that she had to stop making these type of comments because they made me feel uncomfortable. Neither of my parents believe me that I've ever had an issue. But at the end of the day, I definitely know that I did. 
I was a type of person who would skip hanging out with friends because I'd be afraid to be around foods that were tempting and isolated myself in the gym at university where I did not make a single friend. However, since then, I have come to enjoy all types of foods and eating when I'm hungry and being more intuitive with it all. I actually have never felt more free with my food intake and being social and less strict with my routine in general. I still definitely work out as much as I can. I really enjoy the gym. It's my safe space and it always has been throughout all these different stages. But recently I've noticed that I'm losing weight, although I'm not trying to, and eating more than I ever have. Mm. I'm finding that to be very challenging. It's a mix of are people not noticing as well as why is this happening and why should I care if I feel like I'm being healthy? I don't know if that made sense, but I would love your intel and wisdom on this. Much love, lifting and dropping weight, bitch. Woo. Okay. So first of all, sorry about what your mom said to you. That's really annoying and a serious thing. Like it's one thing just to have a mom who worked in fashion or a mom who talked about her own body, but one that like compared hers to yours at such a young age is I think a very lasting thing. So sorry about that. I'm going to bring up another movie, unfortunately, before we dive into the rest of this, but everybody's been talking about Saltburn. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Emily, or listener. I have not. So here's a wee spoiler alert, but at one point, a mother is talking about a daughter's eating disorder to somebody else, and she goes, and it's not even working. Oh. And there are a lot of scenes that people thought were disturbing, what have you, from that movie. It's a very interesting litmus test what scenes people think are disturbing. That part, I was like, ooh, holy shit. Like, how are you going to speak about your daughter that way? And especially knowing that she does have an issue, but then also being like, I wish it was worse so that she would look a certain way. Um, yeah, horrible. But I mean, I don't think what your mom said, eh, I, I don't know if it's... Well, it, it, sorry to interrupt you, yeah, Remy, but no, I on. feel this so deeply with the whole cellulite thing because yeah. especially you say you're 24, so you're you're a little bit younger than us, but it, but definitely during that time, cellulite was always this thing that was so shameful, and it, I feel like it's just recently that people are coming out and saying, "Yeah, I have cellulite. It's fucking normal, it's genetic." And it's oddly this thing where like cellulite is one of the few things that we're always looking for a cure for, mm -hmm. but it is not a problem at all. It doesn't cause anything negative. It's literally just the way your fat cells develop. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's because we think it's unsightly, but it's kind of a chicken egg situation. Like, would we have thought it was so unsightly if nobody ever had told us that it was? Yes, exactly. Well, even in the Barbie movie, which was like, and is heralded as this great feminist film, they talk about how bad cellulite is. And it's like, wait, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, it's not bad. It's not hurting you. It's not like a rash or a skin condition or telling you that something else is wrong internally in your body. It's literally just something that happens. And it's something that happens to so many different body types. You could be a stick thin person with cellulite. It is totally genetic. Yeah, completely genetic. And it's actually by design, it's there to protect you in case of a famine. Really? You know, these are just pockets of fat that you would have. And that's the way that the fat cells grow. Hmm. There's absolutely nothing shameful about it. And 
I knew 10-year-olds that had cellulite. I'm sure I had some cellulite as a 10-year-old. There's no reason that she should have made you feel weird or bad for that. And I'm very sorry. And, yeah, um, it sucks. And, and also her comment like, oh, I never had that before having kids. Having kids doesn't cause cellulite. Like that's not a one-to-one. So I think she just didn't have a full understanding of what she was talking about. I think she was saying, I didn't do it until I was at the age of having kids, maybe. And you're just a kid still. And it's like, okay, is that a personal attack on like something that I've done? Because it feels like it just happened. I, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. So I'm sorry that she said that. And I was there during that time and I internalized that, you know, cellulite is horrible and ugly and bad and we should want to get rid of it. But we have to accept this because there's nothing you can do. And the beauty industry will also try to sell you products, Brazilian boom boom cream, for example, that will smooth out your skin. None of this shit works. It's not something that needs to be fixed. So hopefully you have gotten past that. But just in case you haven't, just know that. Here's some validation. And I'm also sorry that neither of your parents believe you that you had an issue. That's the thing too, is like, well, I think that's the thing that set off the alarm things. It's like, okay, in Saltburn, she knows she has an issue. But in this one, it's like, okay, you're not even being believed. And at so many times, like I think we've said it a million times, people won't credit an eating disorder if you're not in the body that they think looks like has one. Totally. And like that's fucked up because a lot of people who are in larger bodies do have eating disorders. And it doesn't mean that you deserve less healing than somebody who's smaller. Yeah, absolutely. But the important thing, and I I think this listener knows this, the important thing is that you know that you had an issue. I've struggled with this before, you know, people not taking my eating disorder seriously when I was really, really struggling. At the end of the day, you can't rely on other people's validation to know that you had a problem. If you feel like you have a problem, then you have a problem, most likely. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, Separate from this is that you say you really enjoy the gym. And obviously, I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. It sounds like it's not a problematic thing for you that you genuinely enjoy working out. It's a stress reliever. Mm -hmm. It does sound like in the past, maybe you used it as a little bit of a coping mechanism to isolate yourself from people, which I can also relate to. But Now it seems that you have a pretty healthy relationship with working out, but it's because now you're losing weight that you're wondering if it's okay. And we've talked about this before, like just because you're losing weight now, you're kind of, it's a little bit, um, like PTSD. Like, I think you're having a little bit of a moment where you're like, oh no, do I, do I have a problem again? Yeah. How can we assess whether her working out is becoming a problem or if it's not. I, okay. So I had this, not the same, but a similar thing when I stopped smoking that I was losing a lot of weight. And I think I spoke about it being like, yeah, I have to like not get used to this or not get used to this feeling or even not get used to what people are saying to me because there were people who were like, Ooh, you're so small. And in my head, I was like, like, are you going to not like me as much when I inevitably do gain the weight back? So I guess one, not getting too excited about the weight loss, like try to keep your, your excitement at like a six where it's like, it like at a scale of 10 where you're like, Oh, I'm excited that I'm moving my body, but I'm not excited about the weight loss. Like you you also can't pile on judgment of yourself for losing weight if it's something that's happening naturally. Like it, it was just happening to me. I wasn't trying to get thinner. It was just my body reacclimating to what life is like if I'm not smoking weed every day. Yeah. That's a different thing than actively trying to lose weight. So I don't think you need to guilt yourself into being like, oh my God, like I'm doing something. Like you're just, you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle. And your body happens to be losing weight. Yeah. And you can check in and remind yourself like there's nothing wrong with losing weight. There's nothing wrong with gaining weight. And bodies are not meant to stay the same size all the time. It would be kind of crazy if we didn't fluctuate at all. You know, I can relate to that feeling too because last Christmas, somebody in my family made a comment. She said it a few times and I didn't like it. To be clear, I did not like this attention. Yeah. She made a few comments that I was too skinny last Christmas. And 
to my face and also behind my back to other people. Last Christmas, I gave you my opinion that you didn't ask for. Next year, I'll shut up. (laughs) Love it. So I didn't like that she was doing that. It made me really, really uncomfortable. But then this Christmas, when she didn't say anything. Oh, no. I didn't feel bad, but I did kind of have this uh, flash in the pan thought of like, oh, last year she thought I was too skinny. This year she didn't say anything. So does that mean that I got fat between last year and this year? I did have that thought. But also, Emily, what if she started listening to DST and she knows how you feel about things now and she's healed herself? Who knows? I honestly hope that that's the case. And I think it very well might be the case. I think it's possible that she might have been making comments about my weight last year. And maybe some other people said, "Okay, well, please don't say that to her. Mm -hmm. They were advocating for me if that's the case. But anyway, this is all to say that we do as humans, we're social creatures. We do kind of rely on other people to indicate like certain things about us. Yeah. But how can we be okay, whether we're getting that or not? And I think it's just keep reminding yourself, my body's supposed to fluctuate. And external validation, yes, it can be nice, but it can also be extremely detrimental. So like the thing that you can cling to is your internal validation and like your core and like, you know, in your core, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to change my body. I'm trying to stay mentally well and feel good. And anything that happens, that's okay. A hundred percent. And the last thing that I will say is that you should, regardless of whether your weight is going up or going down. And also she's saying she's noticed that she's lost weight. I don't know if she's getting on the scale. I would, if you you are, I would say try to avoid it. It could just be the way your clothes are fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And like, you know, if you've lost weight, like you don't necessarily need to get on the scale to know that. Um, But if you are, then maybe try to avoid that, because I think that just gets you out of touch with what's actually happening in your body. It's not a metric that you need. Um, But yeah, just make sure that you are still nourishing yourself and eating enough. Whether you're losing weight, whether you're gaining weight, make sure you're eating to satiety and not letting that affect your habits. And maybe avoid full-length mirrors because I think that's what's fucking me up right now. Yes. Honestly, cover all your mirrors. Cover all your mirrors and start focusing on maybe start focusing on things other than the gym. I'm not saying that you should stop going to the gym. I think it's great that you love the gym. A lot of people hate it. So I I would definitely encourage you to keep going to the gym, but also focus on other things that make you feel grounded. Maybe pick up crocheting. Oh my God. I'm going to start crocheting. Let's do it. Yeah. And I'm saying that because a friend of mine told me to pick up crocheting because she thinks it would help my anxiety. And I think she's right. My sister bought a kit for me, her fiance and Ben. We're all going to learn crochet. crochet. Yeah. Nice. So maybe we will both be crocheting. Maybe all of us. Yeah. Dear Let's listeners. start a movement. Yeah. It'll be called hashtag no way crochet. Or crochet. Okay. Crochet. Okay. Now, this is one suggestion that came from our content manager, Lauren, mm-hmm. that it could be helpful. It might not be, but if you are a person who would benefit from this, 
to log your activity and to also log your feelings around that activity. Because it could be, are you feeling anxious before you go to the gym? Are you feeling anxious if you skip a day at the gym? Cognitive behavioral therapy for the gym. Like when you have a feeling, you write down like where that came from. Yeah. And that's something that really helped me when I was going to therapy. It was a little hard at first to be writing down For me, I was writing down things that I was eating and then how it made me feel. Mm. And I know that logging is not the healthiest thing. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. But sometimes you're curious. Like, okay, my body felt weird yesterday. Why? And then you could go look back at that log. I do think that's kind of like your bit in recovery and like a 401 step, you know, like in the intuitive eating scale, how it's like you only incorporate like what is healthy after you've unlearned several other principles. So maybe if it doesn't serve you or if it makes things worse, don't do it. But I think it can be helpful sometimes where you're like, huh, like my body's been feeling off. Why is that? Yeah. Or like maybe I skipped the gym this day Mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like I'm going crazy Like, I don't know if you should feel that way if you skip one day at the gym. It shouldn't send you into a tailspin or anything. So if that's happening, then maybe you could take a step back and reassess your relationship with fitness and the gym. But that's just something to keep in mind as an option, something that might be helpful to you if you really are confused. Yeah. And if you're not in therapy, I don't ever want to make it sound like preachy or whatever. It's just something that can be very helpful because that it's not you and your thoughts going through these things alone. It's like somebody else helping you through it and being like, Hey, yeah, it's totally normal that you had that thought. Like that element of therapy can always make you feel just a little bit better. You're so right. I love going to my therapist and saying what I feel or maybe what I've blown up in my mind as a crazy thought. Yeah. And then the therapist just looks at you and says, okay. Yeah. They're like, no, people have that thought. That's okay. Right. And you're it's, like, it's actually oh. the most amazing feeling. Or you, you tell them something like, oh, I've been thinking I need to do this. I need to do this. And like my whole life is going to change if I do this and I don't know, whatever. And they're like, okay, but like, you don't have to right now. You can wait. And you go, oh, really? I don't need to change my whole life right this second. Hmm. Amazing. Okay, thanks. That'll be $700. No. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll see you next week. Yeah. I hope that was helpful. Yeah, we hope this has been like at least a little therapy. Do you have any more suggestions for this listener? Give yourself grace. Like bodies change all the time. I think you just really focus on the fact that like you're not trying to. And if you are trying to and like, you're hearing me say that and be like, but I am. Okay. That's another step of you admitting that you are trying. And then we pivot and we try to figure out how can we not try to do that or place so much emphasis on the body instead of like your feelings. Yeah. And it's a lifelong process. It literally ebbs and fucking flows. Every time I'm telling you, like every time I think I'm healed, then I sometimes I have a bad week and I'm like, well, smacked down, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for writing in lifting and dropping weight, bitch. Yeah, we love you. Please update us if you have any updates along the way Mm -hmm. and let us know if this was helpful. 
You guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And while you're at it, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. And of course, we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Rebecca Steinberg and Lauren Hope Crass. Editing by Rebecca Steinberg, social media by Lauren Hope Crass, and guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.